we relate to God our Father through Jesus the Son, sharing in Jesus' sonship through adoption. Hello, you're listening to the Greek to Me podcast, a daily discovery of the New Testament scriptures one word at a time. We hope today's podcast helps you better understand and appreciate God's word. Hi, today's word is pater. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 7 through 9, Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray. And he says, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this. And he begins what we would call the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I want to pause there and just draw out the word Father. Jesus twice here using the title Father to describe God the Father. He says, for your Father knows what you need, and he begins this model prayer with our Father. Father here is the Greek word pater. It means Father, one who imparts life and is committed to that life. It's a progenitor, bringer into the world and passing on his likeness when used biblically of our God the Father. It depicts him imparting life to us, our physical birth, to giving eternal life through being born again. And through ongoing sanctification, the believer more and more resembles their heavenly Father. And so by implication, as his children, we bear not only his life, but his likeness. In the Old Testament, God is the father of Israel, and Israel then is his son, his children. In the context here, uh, God forgives and redeems Israel. While the Jews of Jesus' day, they were hesitant to call God their father and even became angry at Jesus for doing so, Jesus claimed God as his father and taught his followers to do the very same thing. But this begs the question of the Trinity. A word, actually, we will not find in our Greek to you study, a word not found in the Bible, but it is clearly revealed in Scripture that God is the Father, and He is also the Son, and in that case, He is the Holy Spirit, and yet the Father is not the Son, and the Son is not the Holy Spirit, etc. What distinguishes the Son, for example, from the Father is not the quality of His being, which is just as divine as the Father's is, but the function of their relationship, according to which the Son had come into the world to do the Father's will. At the end of the day, we relate to God our Father through Jesus the Son, sharing in Jesus' sonship through adoption we receive through Christ's redeeming work for us, and of course our faith in Him being found what Paul loves to call, quote, in Christ. Jesus made undeniably clear claims about his own divinity. For example, when he said, He who has seen me has seen the Father in John 14, or I and the Father are one in John 10. That said, Jesus is not the Father. This is particularly obvious in his words on the cross in Luke 23, when he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And yet, as God, Jesus had the authority of the Father to say and do things recorded of him in the Gospels, and not the least of which was forgiving sin in Mark chapter 2, things only God can do. 
His critics were therefore right to say that in calling himself the Son, Jesus was making himself equal to God because the Father and the Son share the same nature. And how does that apply to us? Well, minus the part about being by nature God and minus the part about having divine power and authority, he means the same by pointing us to God as our Father, that we share also in the Father's nature, his likeness, perhaps in a limited way, and yet nonetheless significant. We are encouraged to pray to the Father and enabled to do so because the Son has united us to him in his death and his resurrection. We are, again, in Christ, adopted by him into the family. By this act, his death and his resurrection, Jesus has associated us with himself as, get this, his siblings. The difference is that he is the divine and sinless son of the Father by nature, whereas we are sinners who have been adopted by him into the family of God. In the Son, by faith in Christ Jesus, by salvation, we have become joint heirs with Christ of the Father's kingdom, according to Romans 8. Also, if it could get any more than that, we are co-rulers with him, even judges of angels alongside Christ, according to 1 Corinthians 6. And then listen to how Paul describes in Galatians 4 the Holy Spirit's role in our adoption. He says, Because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Any man can have a kid and technically be a dad. But not all dads are, quote, daddies or fathers in the truest and deepest sense. It is one thing to give biological life and to, in a sense, create. And it is another thing entirely to share your likeness and be a loving influence on your child. Not only has God given us physical life and the existence that we enjoy today, but he has also given us new spiritual life. And it goes farther than that. He also puts his spirit in us. And this is the point, conforms us day by day into the likeness of his son and restores us more and more back into the image of God that sin has broken. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says, You therefore must be perfect as your father is perfect. The command here that we've been given is a compulsion also that we have internally to be holy, to obey him, to be like him. It all comes from God. He has gone out of his way that we might know the joy of being made in his image, and he will settle for nothing less. I've heard it said, God became the son of man so that we could become the sons and daughters of God. What a mystery that the creator of the universe, who is completely justified to create life, and in that sense to remain a father of all creation, that he, the creator of the universe, would then hold such a domestic title, such an intimate, uh, familial, and familiar title as Father. We all, some of us more than others, have to be careful not to see our Heavenly Father through the lens of our earthly fathers. Our Heavenly Father is perfect, and we are wise to want to be as much like Him, as much like the Son, as possible. By contrast, our earthly fathers are not perfect by any means, and we often go out of our way not to be at all like our parents. May this not be the case for our Heavenly Father. Christian, no doubt you would say God is the source of your life, 
But can you say today, in terms of his fatherhood, and you as a child of God, can you say that he is the source of your likeness? Do you desire to be like him more and more? Do you perceive yourself being made more and more into his image, bearing his character? Is the Spirit causing you to love him more and more and find him more and more praiseworthy and attractive and beautiful? And may those of us who are fathers in this life take our cues from our heavenly Father and strive to be as strong, as tender, as protective, and as patient, as faithful, and as caring as our heavenly Father is to all of us.